Well, I came bearing gifts, Wayne, but you're not around. No, I'm still down here on this marathon trip. I've been down here since, uh, what, the Monday after Thanksgiving? Yeah, I know. Jeez. Straight through. Killing me. I don't know if you saw the notes. Scott is all, he's, he's supposedly home while the rest of the family's at Hannah, Montana. And he's watching his son. But I say he's there at Hannah, Montana. Yeah, yep. I'm thinking he probably is, too. Yep. Yeah. Well, well yeah, he'll give he us a review of Hannah He probably bought the one ticket, is using it for himself, and then is just going to describe the show to the kids tomorrow morning. <laughs> I did get my Rick Springfield tickets in the uh, An Evening with Rick Springfield. Ooh. That's how it's that built. That sounds exciting. Yeah. The, uh, order the tickets from that, I guess other places you do this too now, that Ford Performing Arts, you pick the exact seat. You click on your little square. Oh, really? You can get... Four and four behind, or two and two, or one and separated from the other one. I, you, you could do whatever you want and get those two seats. And I thought that was really cool. And I think. Why did it take so long? He should be able to eliminate other seats like a game of centipede. That's what it looks. Like. Yeah, they should turn it into some kind of a game. Or like, yeah, like a Tetris or something. I filled this row. The row disappears. All right. Well, hey, the year is 2007. It's the 5th of December, and you're wasting away on the North Coast. Or in the South Coast. So let's get down to business here and talk about all things buffing from a North Coast perspective. And I'm Schmo. Mickey over here. And Texas Mike. <laughs> That's the best I could do. Look, it's been a long week, all right? It's been three weeks since we all spoke together. There's no Scott making fun of some DVD CD set that he hasn't ever listened or looked at yet. No negative yeah, HUD. The last one was pretty lively, and now we got nobody showing up for this one. I know. Yep. Well, they're they're too embarrassed to show up. But there must have been uh, in Thanksgiving. Well, Scott, I can understand that. He was bashed the uh, DVD set so much that he can't even show us. Yep, exactly. And, and Greg's too busy uh, spinning donuts in the parking lot listening to the ballad CD. <laughs> he can't tear yeah. himself away from the wheel. Yeah, he's too wired. He's off. He's off with adrenaline. Well, Greg Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where he is right now? He may have driven for hours. And instead of like Born to Be Wild, it's, it's you know it's a pre U playing. <laughs> but before we get to that, what's uh, what's going on in the world of Buffett news? Well, Scott's least favorite uh, CD DVD package sold sixteen thousand copies in its first week, approximately. And uh, entered the charts at 54 on the Billboard Top 200. That's probably pretty, pretty good. For, yeah, thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Another headline is Buffett was fined for water guzzling. Well, they're uh, restricting water usage in Palm Beach, and uh, over the last three months, Palm Beach police have written 370 citations totaling $54,700, and singer Jimmy Buffett, who owns a mansion in town, was fined $100 for unspecified water violations. <laughs> well, we can have fun with yeah. that. Water violations. The dreaded water violations. And on Thanksgiving, I don't know if you guys were aware of that, but Radio Margaritaville had their Alice's Restaurant uh, concert marathon. They played mm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine concerts by my count. Um... But what do they do? Put Alice's Restaurant in there? Yeah, in between. between. In between. And one of the concerts, the reason I mention this, is one of the concerts was 
from Pine Knob in 1991. Oh, wow. That was All the, right. It was prime time, too. It was 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And it was the Outpost Tour. And that's also the concert where they had that News on the March uh, featurette where Jimmy, uh, during the intermission, or the uh, right before the encores, they showed that black-and-white movie of Jimmy flying his plane to different venues and being uh, attacked by the forces of Jarls, disco rap and lip sync. Yeah. It was also during the movie that was directed by Hollywood's Frank Marshall. Um, Jimmy was having trouble flying, and he asked if anybody on board could fly a plane, and the cockpit door opens, and none other than Indiana Jones himself walks in to offer to fly the plane. Captain, understand you could use a little help in here. No thanks, pal. I've seen the way you fly. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that yeah. well. Yeah. I, you know, I meant to research this, and I always say that, too. I meant to research this because I, I don't know if we saw one show that tour or two shows. I think we saw two. And the second night was the one where the wives came, and we, we ended up standing at the very top of the lawn, and it was horrible. We couldn't hear a damn thing. You guys that, remember that? I remember that were the two nights at Pine Knob, and I would yeah we're in the pavilion. Yeah, it was the just the guys, the guys, the guys, the first night, and then it was the whole all the families or all the yeah. all the wives the second night, and we uh, we ended up at the very top of the lawn. Yeah, and it was just miserable. It was the speakers, the speakers for the lawn were so low we could barely hear the music and. It was it was horrible. We'd practically whisper. I believe HUD only came to that second show with us. It was pretty bad. It may have been the last time the wives ever came to a show. It may have been. <laughs> it's like you're introducing time. some kind of skit or something. Do 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 do. We go back in time. <laughs> I've got audio. It may from have it. been. Yeah, I was. I got all pissy that time too, and I yelled at Greg. That's on yes. tape too. Is it on tape? That's on tape. He deserved it. I remember that. I don't. I don't. I didn't, do? I didn't see what had happened, but Greg told me about it later. I remember this. Now. Oh, really? Greg told you about it? Yeah, he did. That I snapped and yelled he at did, him. He did. He snapped because Greg kept screwing around the microphone. Like no, like, no, 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 no. That was he, a different show. Oh, was that a different show? Or yeah, that did was you do the same. Thing that was the time? first Palace show. <laughs> there was more times that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. What did he do at the lawn? What did you stab at? I don't for? think he really did anything. I was just in a pissed off mood because the play, it, the the whole night just Which, blew so badly. I thought he was. Uh, Usually we're just like passive aggressive <laughs> screwing around with Greg. This time it was just aggressive screwing around with Greg. There was no passive involved. <laughs> I I didn't even see it happen. I heard about it later. And I remember thinking Greg deserved it. But it is on tape. And I'm not putting it in the show. Yeah. Oh God, I you, you might be. I might. I would pay for the, to hear that. I might have the two things mixed up, though. But I remember the lawn. You but probably the one, job. And you the did, one on the lawn was... Didn't realize. I remember what I said, but I don't remember what he did. But he was just, I don't know, make, cracking a joke or something. And I turned and said, shut up, Greg. Shut the fuck up, Greg. <laughs> I, and, <laughs> and that was it. That's hilarious. Can, can't we have that audio? And I'll put it on, I'll put it on like my keychain. Oh, all right. I'll put the audio in. <laughs> it could come in handy. <laughs> yeah. Put that right on the end of this show. You've taught him. He's really scared of you with the microphone. <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't that's why he doesn't come to all the podcasts. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is really quiet when he's around the microphone now. That could explain it because we've got a microphone right here on top of the table for crying out loud. That would explain everything. 
He doesn't even know why he's. Uh, <laughs> I got all this figured out. I've been watching from. But afar. I don't. I don't That's remember right. actually snapping at him at the palace the way I did at the top of the lawn on the outpost. But I thought he show. spoke into the. Uh, <laughs> once Jack. I listened to my tape, and everybody wanted to get on. I was. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're messing with the timeline now, jury man. <laughs> jury. That would be cool. Go to different Dirty man. <laughs> I have to give these guys better seats. That's my mission. <laughs> now I'm sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> if Mike watched Journeyman, he, he would agree. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> it's about. It's a show, Journeyman. He travels through time with you. <laughs> yeah, back to <laughs> instead of old news from our lives. <laughs> Here is old news from the end of November. Admiral Timothy J. Keating, the head of U.S. Pacific Command, took sharp exception to the Chinese government's refusal to allow minesweepers to come into port when threatened by rough seas. Says Keating, this is kind of an unwritten log amongst seamen that if someone is in need, regardless of genus, phylum, or species, you let them come in. You give them safe harbor. Jimmy Buffett has songs about it for crying out loud. <laughs> so there you go. The head of U.S. Petcom. Reference Jimmy Buffett in a, in a uh, press conference or whatever wow. in an interview, but you know it made me wonder what songs does Jimmy Buffett have about Safe Harbor? I'm wondering. I'm trying to. <laughs> I was trying to think. Well, one I was going to ask you did I miss something. There's like from the wind. yeah, one particular Safe Harbor, and yeah. the other one I was thinking of was maybe like Jollymon, but that's that's more a friendly dolphin type deal than Safe Harbor, because you got the friendly dolphins helping the minesweepers into the Hong Kong Harbor. But regardless, we fast forward to beginning of December when Jimmy Buffett announces, or it's announced that Jimmy Buffett will be performing in Hong Kong in a charity concert, so he can take care of it himself. He can solve the problem right there. He'll sing his Safe Harbor songs, and China will be chagrined, and they'll let the, they'll let the uh, battleships into the Hong Kong Harbor. There we go. Uh, thanks to a chance encounter with Jimmy Buffett in a Paris newsroom of the International Herald Tribune last May, Thomas Crompton convinced Buffett to come out to Hong Kong on January 18 to give a charity concert for the Foreign Correspondence Club Language Training Center, which Crompton co-founded and which teaches English and Mandarin to 300 children aged 2 to 18 who are in residential care at the Po Lung Cook Orphanage. Jimmy has generously agreed to donate his time and been extremely involved in the event held in the Hong Kong Football Club. It's sure to be a great event, so spread the word, book your tickets soon, dinners at 7.30 p.m., performance at 9.30 p.m., and tickets are $1,500. That's Hong Kong. Nope, that's Hong Kong dollars. So that comes out to about $193 U.S. And, to put the icing on the cake... The tickets come with two complimentary margaritas Ooh. per ticket. Yeah, what kind of and a, do they have in Hong Kong? And that's a cash good. bar. That's a great deal. So there you go. That's January 18th in Hong Kong. How many miles do you have? <laughs> Not that many. And I th- believe that Jimmy is arriving by space shuttle. That's a joke for Buffett fans. <laughs> okay. I, like uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I just threw that in there, and, <laughs> and so I don't get ten it. seconds later. What I miss? Love to drive the shovel. Yeah, shovel he's somewhere over, over China. China. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. You guys 
I, I, was, I wasn't thinking China as much as Hong Kong for some reason. And uh, <laughs> Buffett is co-owner of a horse. Ooh, what's a horse? You didn't see that? No. Uh, oh, Greg Bensell, right. uh, vice president... Yeah, Vice President of Communications for the New Orleans Saints says the seed was planted last February during Super Bowl week when New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton was in Miami to receive his award as 2006 Coach of the Year. A longtime Saints fan and part-time Monday morning coach, Buffett not only hosted a Saints party on his yacht, he designed a play for Payton to use the following week in, week in Hawaii when Payton would be coaching in the Pro Bowl. Fittingly, Buffett called the play the last mango. The idea, to, the idea to put together a racing stable didn't really take shape until later in the year during the excitement generated by the Triple Crown Classics, Bensell says. I started calling around, and within a couple days, we had a group willing to invest a small amount in something that would be fun for everyone. The horse, named Pulaski County, is a gray roan colt with an A-plus pedigree who remains winless in five outings, mostly against quality opposition. The sole occupant of the last Mango Racing Stable, his favorite food is peppermint candy. Trained by Tom Amos and ridden by Eddie Martin, Pulaski County is projected at 6-1 to one odds. PC, as he is called, raced Thanksgiving against 11 other two-year-old maidens in a six-furlong race. He came in third. Incidentally, Buffett's last mango was a halfback pass thrown by Tiki Barber after taking a pitch out from Breeze. Barber threw a wounded duck, and it was intercepted. Yes. We reported on that last year. I don't remember the, the actual play. Oh, you did the yeah, play? Yeah, I didn't know it was okay. called the last mango. And then I'll cut that last paragraph out. No, that's okay. I forgot what happened. I don't know if we reported exactly what happened. But the horse, this is going to make Kate's day. Just that it, since it is. They've got a website, lastmangostables.com. And that's oh, it for that's news. Cool. I wanted to incorporate a Sopranos joke in there somewhere where Buffett actually kills the other co-owner and puts their head in a bowling ball bag, but I couldn't yeah, figure it out. We talked about the fact that at least Buffett was mentioned in the movie Knocked Up. Just because oh, really? it, it was funny at, near the end, if you've seen the movie, and there's a, there's actually a doctor that's playing a doctor. He, he was an actor into this movie, and he was excellent. Um, Oriental of some sort. And then uh, he... Uh, he goes on a rant, saying, you know, we're not here, we're not having fun, we're going to have a baby, this isn't a Jimmy Buffett concert, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That woman is a control freak, and she needs to let go and let me do my job. Well, she's just having a hard time because her and our doctor had a very specific birth plan, and they wanted it to be a very special experience. If you want a special experience, go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. We have a new birth plan. Get the baby out safely. And then, of course, in the extras, he says all kinds of concerts. It was funny that they chose Buffett as the final take to be used in the movie. So uh, check it out. I thought somebody mentioned it. Somebody teased it, but didn't actually say what it was. Yeah, I didn't see the movie until it came on DVD. Maybe it was Hod who teased it. On Scrubs a couple weeks ago, there was a Buffett mention. Hey, thanks for yes. thanks for bringing that up because I actually have the audio for that. And yeah, I can, are you serious? All I, right, I can drop it in right now. Tomorrow is my day off, and I'm joyous to have my place all to myself. You see, I'm a lot of things. I'm a Scorpio, a registered independent, a foodie, a parrot head. Yes, I do love that Jimmy Buffett. Always have, always will. A leg man, a right bastard. Thank you, Bob. But I can assure you, the one thing I am not is straight. Audience participation is now over. The one thing I'm not is lonely. So there you go. That Wasn't Dr. Cox. Wasn't that cool? 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw, uh, we hadn't podcasted since then. No, I, uh, we haven't. But enough of that. We're cleaning out we? the closet here. We had homework. Wow. We're just getting to that now? Yeah, let's... We finally finished off the box set. Yeah, it's taken us a while. We've done boats, it's beaches, bars, and now it's time. Put the pedal to the metal. We're doing ballads. Just makes you want to drive fast. <laughs> you know, First part of the homework. Oh, you I, hate to, I hate to stop the fun. Okay, we're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Roger Klein podcast starts now. <laughs> Coming up after this, ballads. <laughs> it was so exciting. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't take this excitement. Mick, I gotta, Mick always has to before a long, a before a nice drive, he has to go to the bathroom first. Roger Klein. Stuff. Well, clearly, Mickey has left the room. <laughs> Are you like, there? You know, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> That'd be funny if I just left, too. I was going to say, hello. <laughs> hello. We got uh, Roger Klein going out to Mexico in mid-January. Or about the second week of January, for eight days, and it's going to record a new Big song project. every day. I assume with it's a Cliff Norrell. Yeah, each a song, a song a day. The producer from the last week. album and Fizzy Fuzzy, a song a day is going to they're going to write and record. So I assume it's going to be kind of a harder rock, you know, kind of something they do live. But I don't know, and write, record, and then finish it off with a concert, and so. And then have some kind of CD, but only eight songs. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. But I think yeah, but do you think maybe it'll be supplemented with some live versions of them from the show? That's yeah, my, I get the that's idea. My that they're guess. probably gonna make a DVD. Right. My my guess it'll be a DVD CD package. But still, yeah. once you put eight songs on it, maybe maybe there'll be some alternate versions of it or something of some of the songs. So this is cool. Drum up some interest. That's neat. Concept, neat project to have. <laughs> I heard the door. Mickey's moved. Yeah. Roger, yeah. Klein well, podcast over now. I don't even know the right yeah, gentlemen, terms to say. Gentlemen, start your engines. What's question number one? Oh, new songs. Everlasting Moon. It's a live version of the song. I would suggest that it's not live. I would suggest that they faked it. Oh, do you? Since the song was introduced during the concert tour of the previous year. I would suggest that they had the song in the vault, and that's why uh, Jimmy kind of brought it out, because the box set was probably in the works. It doesn't sound like a live... The audience noise does not sound real. Wow. That's what, what I think, suggest. What I, have no, I have no actual evidence. Something apart from bothered what it me about like. it, but I just assumed it was live. I thought it kind of sounded... Well, I'll have to listen to it again. In fact, I'll save the song before we get to Mike. That I like... It's, it's okay. It's just an average song. Yeah. Obviously, like the most of the other tracks, the new tracks on the box set, it really doesn't belong on the box set. I don't think, but it's there no, for I the reason so. it's new. I, I think it, I think it belongs on this disc more than the other new song does. I would think. Really? Yeah. Oh, then we're disagreement. The opposite. Well, is that because you just like the other song better? Oh, oh, I'm talking about liking the song. Yeah. Does it belong on ballads? You mean? Yeah. This is a ballad, and the other song isn't. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was. Like We're being real secretive. The other song, we have yet to reveal the other song. No spoilers. I can't wait. No spoilers. But what do you think about Everlasting Moon? I don't know. It's never been one of my favorites, but uh, I have an appreciation for it because we we did see it live and and I enjoyed it when it was live. Remember when we saw it at at uh, Noblesville in Indiana at Deer Creek? Yeah, big uh, the big shooting star right over yeah. the stage. That was oh, great. Sure. 
that's I guess what made it special and memorable. Mm-hmm. You you guys are gay. <laughs> that was our stargazing gay weekend. Yeah, but there were no blankets involved. Well, actually, I guess technically there was a blanket involved, but we weren't under it. We were sitting on top of it. With your wife, too, by the way. Anyway, I think it's an average song. It's okay. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. And I, I, no complaints. Don't, I was I was happy no to get rings. a copy of it after he performed it the, the year before. Who wants to reveal the second new track on this CD? Middle of the Night. Middle of the Night. Yep, with the Neville Brothers. The Vile Brothers. And I believe that the first time we heard this was the Cinemax slash Showtime concert that they did, because I can never remember what channel it was on when we saw it, or when I saw it. Yeah, because I didn't see it, or I might have saw it. It was, an, it was like an hour-long concert that the Neville Brothers did, and Jimmy was a guest, and Ed Bradley was a guest, and it was the first time that I heard Ed Bradley sing 60 Minute Man. I didn't even know there was a song called 60 Minute Man. And the two songs they did... I don't actually. I don't even know if they did two songs. They might have just done "Middle of the Night." I think they did. I think they just did "Middle of the Night," and Jimmy talked about it was a song that he wrote with the Neville brothers because he pronounced it Neville. Yeah, and uh, he rushed right through. And so it was. It was also cool when the box set came out to get a copy of "Middle of the Night" because now I had a, a studio copy of the song that he did in that special. I, I think I remember. You must have brought over a tape or something. Yeah, I think I taped it, but unfortunately that tape's long gone since then. I uh, really I really like the song. I don't, it doesn't belong on ballads, but I think it belongs on the box set, period. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's a hidden gem, definitely. Yeah. Really high quality sound to me. We're hearing it again last yeah. week doesn't get uh, attention it deserves for sure so those are the two new songs pretty much thumbs up yeah we like them it was cool to get those songs middle of the night i like a lot very good and uh now what songs are on this thing are there are if there are any that you would take right off i and could there's I one obvious you. one for me well they just take off not that it doesn't belong and like correct and guessing that. which which one no, I'm just trying to anticipate what you're going to say. What, it's not that it doesn't belong. I, I, I can't think of any of them. Pre-U. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my easy one. I don't think it belongs on the box set. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't make oh, the cut. You don't like it. Yeah. Well, there's, could be two, there could be many reasons you don't want it on the on this CD. That's what I was expecting. I don't think it belongs on the box set, period. Yeah, that's in my list, too. Not that it, it doesn't fit as far as ballads goes, but it just doesn't make the cut for the box set. Yeah. And I also feel that same way toward Ballad of Skip Wiley. I mean, sorry. I feel that way toward Ballad of Spider John because it's got the word ballad in it. They might as well include Ballad of Skip Wiley, too. <laughs> yeah. Even though Ballad of Skip Wiley wasn't out when the box set Spider was Spider John was another one I yeah. marked. I would not. The Ballad of Skip Wiley is the one that really jumps out. Pre-U, I can kind of take just because I'm... Wait, I'm, wait, wait. You just said Ballad of Skip Wiley again. You mean Spider John? Crap. <laughs> Yeah. Why do we keep saying Who would it? make such a dumb mistake? <laughs> who would get a Bell- song or the CD wrong? <laughs> pre you, I can kind of take because it does fit the whole mood of the album. But Ballad of Spider John just jumps out as a song that really doesn't belong. Maybe Sp- Ballad of Spider Man. Yeah, maybe Spider. <laughs> I wish you. I wish. I wish Buffett would do the Ballad of Spider Man. Yeah. I think that'd be great. So you got any choices, Mike? To kick off. 
Yeah, songs you don't like. Well, certainly for you, we've we've beaten that one to death. I uh, okay. I don't like that one either. Never really did. Um, but I I don't know if I'm with you. Spider Ballad of Spider Man. I kind of <laughs> I kind of appreciate the Ballad of Spider Man. Oh, all right. And, and it is it has more reverence since I read and learned about Willis Allen Ramsey who wrote it. I've never been a big yeah. fan of Survive. A big fan. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, see, I really like that a lot. Yes. I think that, that, that's a great song. That's why I brought it up. I know you like it. And uh, yeah. it's a very high quality song and everything. I just never been. I was tempted to say that he should take Defying Gravity off just so I could hear Mike's reaction. <laughs> yeah, Mike would be goading me into the argument. I know that's uh, been in your top ten a couple a couple times before. Yep. And I've had I've had moments where I would say for sure Coast of Marseille shouldn't be yeah. on, on it. Doesn't make the cut. But then it, it then sometimes I think you know I could see why this, this is a good song. And then mm-hmm. so I kind of go I waffle back and forth on that one. Yes. That's a high quality song. Yeah. I find myself skipping it a lot because I don't have time to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you don't have that kind of time <laughs> during your two-hour commutes and stuff. No, I don't. I have better things to listen. This is this is one of the albums where instead of it putting you in the mood, you really have to be in the mood for it. I really enjoyed, and this isn't even ragging on Greg, but driving here today, and I skipped through it and listened. <laughs> I listened to some songs, some songs all the way through, just some partly. Blowing through all the red lights. There's driving some, they, about eighty miles an hour. Were you? Yeah. Yep. I had to calm down. I was sweating, pull over. I was just so pumped, and I maybe I was in the mood. But and it, it just reinforced how I, I, you know, there's all this crazy stuff about that. There's the eight songs he has to play. I don't know. This might be his strength. He, if, if these are what you call ballads, then he he does good with the ballads, especially back in the day. I mean, he sounds good. The band really shines in some songs, and songs like Steamer, which. I think it's like a ballad, but that's on the boat CD, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, I love that song. I mean, Island is on this CD. Yep, I know. Favorite. I'm fishing for Mike's comments there. And I mean, he went to Paris, Starsville in Alabama. You know, African Friend. Mm-hmm. I heard and listened to the whole thing. That's the last song was I pulled up here today. African Friend, you know, there's some songs where you say they, they're approaching like the perfect song. That's one. It's approaching to be the perfect song. It if there's a, like a hundred perfect songs out there. I mean, that song is just terrific. Yeah, it really tells the story, paints the picture for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, that just wraps it up at the end so perfectly. Yep. The style of the song, the, the the rhythm, everything is just perfect. Yeah. And this, this uh, I really I really did enjoy it. I'm laughing because I'm driving and enjoying listening to these songs. <laughs> Running red lights. And now you have to apologize for Greg for making fun of him. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Greg. Okay. You should have been here. Three. I won't read my answer. What would you put on from that time period? That fits ballads. I broke your rules and put more than three. The, no, well, that's I've got like yourself. I've got like eight or nine. Wow. I only wrote Not, down two right away. That produced No, bef- that were... That precede the box set that should have been on the oh, box set. If you were ugly putting this thing together at the time, what songs uh, 
would you have chosen differently when she took like pre you off? I had wonder why we ever go home. Yeah, that's that's. Oh yeah, hey, there you go. The only reason I can think of that that song isn't on the box set is because I'm still of the opinion that they had a the maximum was six songs per CD, and they already have six songs off changes, and so. They had to let uh, "Wonder Why We Ever Go Home" stay on the album, but it definitely should be on the ballad CD if anywhere. And another one that I had was "Death of an Unpopular Poet." I thought of that. And yep, that's and perhaps something so feminine about a mandolin. Oh. I don't know if they would make the cut of the box set though, but it's a yeah, good I never song. really cared for that one. And uh, the other one I have is the original "In the Shelter." Which I think it would fit. Oh, they, okay, the, the, it could possibly be a Beaches The song. Changes version. Yeah. And uh, Distantly in Love is on the Beaches CD, but I think it fits here better. And uh, <laughs> When the Wildlife Betrays Me. Oh, that's a good one. Take Another Road. And uh, probably perhaps a tie between Boomerang Love and I Wish Lunch Could Last Forever. I like I like those songs more than you guys do, I believe, so that's why... They would probably be my choice more than your choice. Yeah, I've never liked Boomerang Love. Screw you, bastard. <laughs> Anything you could think of? We, I, I, I threw Wonder Why We Ever Go Home because I thought Changes doesn't, I don't think Changes has a song on this CD. Um, and you got you mentioned In the Shelter, I mentioned Wonder Why We Ever Go Home. Wow, it doesn't. It's nice yeah. to see somewhere over China get represented. I also wrote down Havana Daydream. Is it on the box set anywhere? Yeah, I believe that's Boats. Is that ballad enough? Look, I wrote it down. What did you write down? <laughs> <laughs> that's really the only two I wrote down. Really? I, I, no, I think I stopped, and I, I picked up at number four, and I never really finished my third part of the homework. Was it A1A? One of those earlier ones. He went to Paris Designer, so the first album's taken. Yeah, it's a trouble. A lot of the slow songs that you're probably thinking of are, are already on Boats and Beaches. Probably, and yeah, probably. And, and you don't want to fall into the trap of putting every slow song on ballads, because then ballads right. would just be overloaded. I keep coming to the Captain and the Kid. I think that's on Boats. Yeah, right? it's on Boats. Yeah, like I said, Steamer. I have no problem with it being on Boats. I love that song. and Yeah. Um, but well to me, it's a ballad. What songs since the box set came out would fit right here on the box set and on ballads? Lone Palm. Oh, stole my thunder. <laughs> Love in the Library, which I still like, and it would have made the cut for the box set. I like Love in the Library. Uh, Jimmy Dreams, Schmo's favorite, Night I Painted the Sky. Happily Ever After, Every Now and Then. False Echoes, Time Permitting. Merry Christmas, Alabama. If they can, if they found room for Christmas in the Caribbean, they might as well just put on "Merry Christmas, Alabama." You're right, you know, I started writing "Merry Christmas, Alabama" and crossed out at all. We're not doing Christmas. And uh, "Pace in the Cage," "Oysters and Pearls," "Someday I Will," uh, tie between Costa Carolina and someone I used to love off uh, the album that I always forget to review, "License to Chill." Whoop de doo, um, perhaps as a companion piece to pre you, we can see which one's longer and more boring. <laughs> And a medley of Breathe In, Breathe Out, Move On, and Dukes on Sunday, because as far as I'm concerned, those songs are together. They're inseparable. I really, I'm surprised I didn't pick one from uh, License to Chill. And that's my list. I'm off with you on Merry Christmas, Alabama, Lone Palm, Night I Painted the Sky, of course. 
And it bugs me that I didn't grab a license. To, it's like I forgot about it too. <laughs> Look, it's not even on my. my it's the Highlander of, of Buffett albums. Only one of us can review it at one time. Whoop de doo! I'm not completely sold on it. <laughs> I don't see the big whoop. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, that's. Uh, I just don't like any song that says words tickety boo. I thought you liked tickety boo. Sounds like a like Disney song. He doesn't like it. Okay. Bippity boppity boo. I really should be throwing Sea of Heartbreak on there, and I didn't. It's like I forgot about License to Chill. Shmoey, shmoey, shmoey. I, it rubbed the wrong way. But really, Sea of Heartbreak. I had the outside Barefoot Children in the Rain. I've always mm-hmm. liked that song. Anything from Take the Weather oh, with I'm, you? I'm, without uh, Dukes on Sunday. Here we are. Here we are. Hey. A ballad oh. to the fans. Thank you. There Here we are. Definitely. Okay, there we go. Yep. Because that's how the box set should end. That should be the final track. Exactly. A bonus hidden track on the last song of ballads. And we're done. <laughs> Wasn't that hilarious? <laughs> no. Actually, I like that. <laughs> it could be the end. <laughs> it's kind of uh, abrupt, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, the point of I wrote down all these the job. car race references. I didn't use one of them. We then I didn't rag on Greg as much as I did before the show. But Greg's Greg's on to something. He likes these ballads. I, I give him a thumbs up with that. I really think that that's a strength of Buffett and the band through the years is the ballads. Yep, the ballads. Well, your heart the slow songs. I just get your blood pumping with those ballads. One thing's for sure, you know, but you can really, uh, you can really do a good ballad. <laughs> there you go. There's the, uh, there's the close. <laughs> uh, it's going to be with or the beginning. That's screaming the... at Greg. Network. Get your podcast on Podchmo at Podchmo.com.